Welcome to another Real Ties Podcast. I am your host, Cameron Scales. It is nice to be back with you guys so shortly again. Um, so we just had the weekend, first weekend of NFL wildcard, and um, we will get into that in one of the next episodes. I had a great guest on, Brian Boyd, who was um, well thought out, and um, he did a really good job recording. That was our first time um, putting something out, actually. We hadn't We'd recorded a couple other things um, some previous times, but never videoed it or we'd just be messing around or by the time we got done with it, we, you know, maybe it was trash or something. But um, for everybody who's been listening on Spotify or listens on YouTube, I just want to say thank you. This podcast stuff is a little bit harder than setting up a camera and, you know, getting a couple things of equipment and just recording. You'll think about one thing that's important one day and then a day later or two days later, by the time you're about to record, you don't care about it or the news cycle is just kind of passed up. And that's the thing, certain things that you might read on social media, you'll care about them, but only to an extent and you'll care about something or you won't care about something enough to sit down and record about it. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of the struggle that I kind of battle with is what stuff is actually content worthy? What stuff can I actually put out that people give a shit about? I can talk about a whole bunch of things. I try to stay kind of away from the sports a little bit just because I could go no notes, no anything, and just talk about that for several minutes upon end. But I think it's different topics. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about, um, as you can see in the title, a bunch of music stuff. Music is another thing that I want to get kind of the ball rolling on this podcast with because I think if all else fails, I think people's music opinions are very very interesting to read or very interesting to listen to when I am more guest based. I think it'll definitely be geared towards music for sure, because it's always good to see somebody's contrasting opinion other than yours. Sports, obviously I could talk about that with myself all day, but you know, having somebody to banter and argue with is, is always nice. And then the regular stuff that goes on every day, those are things that I can record by myself, but it's always fun to have somebody. I can't have everybody come on the show, but I can. There are a lot of you, I should say, that I like hearing opinions from, and I would like to come and do a show with you. So let's get started. I know I took like three minutes just to, you know, intro this pod, but we're going to talk about music. And coming off Wildcard Weekend, it kind of got me thinking about Rihanna and the Super Bowl. She had a nice commercial for the Super Bowl, which was nice to see. Finally, good to see her in a direction of maybe even putting out music. If she's going to roll out an album with the Super Bowl that doesn't sound like Rihanna, probably not going to happen. But it'd be good to see her live performing and it'll be good to hear her voice. And she's been through a pregnancy. You know, there's just a lot that she's dealt with and a lot that she's gone through since the last time she put out Anti, which was in 2016. A lot of people have been starving for Rihanna music. I mean, I'm in the camp where I want her to take as long as she needs because whatever she does put out, that's what she puts out. And that's kind of a bigger argument with a bunch of artists is that people rush to get these artists that put out albums or just put out Lucy's or songs to just feed the fans. And what happens is once people get that product, that's the product that they're going to judge. They're not judging it differently because you gave it to them a year later or a couple months later than they were expecting. What you put out is what you put out. And so I'm not saying that Rihanna has the capability of making a bad album, but if there's music that she's been making that's been either uninspired or it doesn't really mean much to her, and to put it out, it would put her in a lesser of a light than she's in, then, you know, don't put it out. Rihanna, the Super Bowl is a nice touch. 
usually we get a whole bunch of different artists now and people want to put three, four, five different artists up there. And while that's cool, I think that there should always be a main single talent at the Super Bowl because that's the biggest concert you'll ever have. It should be given to one person, one person deserving. Why I mentioned Rihanna and her new album to start off this podcast is because I was kind of thinking to myself, what albums this decade have come out, and we're three years in now, what albums have come out that have been pretty much the kickstart to the decade? And last decade from 2010 on, you had Take Care from Drake. You had, in 2011, you had Good Kid, Mad City in 2012 by Kendrick. And I know that's just hip hop and in the pop pop world, there's probably albums that made a significant impact. But as far as hip hop and rap, those two albums were the first albums that came out that kind of set the tone for music and the different genre that they bring. Cause it was a bunch of boom bap and just backpack rapping before Drake pretty much kind of came out. And then after Drake made his staple, because take care was, or is a classic. And so is good kid, mad city. And I'm sure there are a bunch of albums that have, that were, came out like J Cole, who we will get into him a little bit later with Drake and Kendrick alongside. But, um, these albums that kickstarted the decade, I just haven't, I just don't feel like we've had one yet. There have been albums that have kind of kicked off the decade, but as far as hip hop and rap goes, I feel like we still haven't had it yet. I mean, R&B kind of turned into this mix between R&B and hip hop. It's a different, it's sort of a different genre now. In the lane where SZA lays, I don't feel like, I feel like her album was really good, but I, w- I don't feel like it was the album to where we look back in the first couple of years of the 2020s and we're like, okay, that, was the album. I do think that the album is going to come in 2023. I don't know from who. I would like to say from J. Cole, but I don't know when he's going to release this album is from the top of the year or if it's going to be towards the summer and fall. We'll have to see. Kind of just think about that thought for a moment. Is there an album that's been out since 2020 that's made that's made hip-hop kind of stop in time and be like, okay, this is probably a classic. And I'm not talking about the freaking... Playboy Cardi albums that his cult fan base loves or an Uzi album. And although those albums are good, they aren't classics to the point where everybody can, everybody has a couple of their favorite songs off of that album. If you ask Drake fans their favorite Drake songs, I'm sure one or two songs, maybe even three, will come off of Take Care. And that was over 10 years ago. If you ask J. Cole fans what their favorite J. Cole's song is from, it's probably from almost 10 years ago. And the same thing with Kendrick Lamar. And that's no no shade that they haven't put out a good song since, but they have classics that have stood the test of time. And a lot of artists that people worship and say are A-list rappers or whatever, they really just aren't. I don't know if it'll be Rihanna. Going back to the Rihanna thing, we can close it out on Rihanna. Um, I think she's going to have an amazing Super Bowl set. I don't know what, you know, 10, 15 songs she's going to do or whatever, but... Um, I know she's going to have an amazing performance. It's going to look amazing from the TV. So uh, can't wait to see that. But back to basically the 2010s to 2020 era of hip hop and rap. And my thing is, is um, I don't want to sound or come off as a hater because there was a point in time where I kind of was. And then I had to take a step back and just be like, okay, this music isn't trash. It's just not for me. And I don't want to sound super old saying that because there's a bunch of super young artists that I do like. It's just I have a problem with when people compare these this new generation of artists 
to the last as in production or impact. And impact is really the main thing that I'm getting at because a lot of artists sell, actually not that many artists sell, let me take that back. They're, the illusion that that artist is bigger than, it, than they really are, it's kind of how a lot of these artists are operating. But when you talk about impact, no one had a bigger impact than Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole in the last decade. And they still, those three probably still have the biggest impact going into the 2020s. And my whole thing is, is why is there not an artist that we've anointed as basically the blueprint to follow for your career? Now, as far as new generation of rap artists go, I would say Lil Uzi and NBA Youngboy are probably the two best blueprints to follow of people that are polar opposites of each other. You know what I mean? Like Lil Uzi is kind of, is, is into basically creating this mystique about him and it's worked and don't blame him and he doesn't put out music as much. And then you have NBA Youngboy who is one of the more relatable rappers that we have and he's super young. He do He's the total polar opposite of Lil Uzi, but it works. And his blueprint has worked. Some will say maybe even better than Lil Uzi's. I wouldn't say that, but there definitely is an argument to be made. But those are the two artists that I look at as far as how artists should manage their career away from music and when it comes to the music. Uzi has been probably the most, one of the most popular rappers since 2016, 2017. And I would say NBA Youngboy has probably been one of the most popular rappers probably from 2018, 2019 and on. Heading into my next topic about new generation of artists, in 2010 on, it was melodies that you didn't hear in rap songs that were being introduced. And then you had 808s and you had different style of beats and then trap music came and then different instruments became essential to different sounds of different music. And all of that cultivated into a sound that I think a lot of people fell in love with, but I also think a lot of people don't necessarily want to keep hearing it for the next decade. We already have a bunch of fans who want these artists to put out music every probably three or four months if they could. Your fans are going to push you to be better and the fans that let their favorite artists be better but also be creative and step outside their comfort zone those are the ones that succeed as in like the weekend drake another one kendrick another one j cole another one these are the reasons why these same rappers future have stayed on top for as long as they have so what style of hip-hop will dominate this era my guess is that there will be a sort of a pop funk style of rap or maybe even just the beats that come in and kind of dominate. And what I mean is a pop funk. I also, I think of like a bunch of 70s samples and a bunch of techno. What's funny is that in 2009, Drake put out So Far Gone, which was kind of like a, not an experiment, but it was an album. It was a mixtape that changed everything. It changed how rappers had to make songs. It changed what was popular. And that was in 2009 and then heading into 2010, Drake basically created a whole genre. Honestly, never mind, which was a whole bunch of dance and techno music. And it wasn't the greatest album of his at all. And I wouldn't even say it's one of the better albums that came out in 2022. But I will say that Drake has always been ahead of a lot of trends. He's always been uh, just ahead of the curve. You know, a lot of people love to give him a lot of credit for things that he does deserve and things for he doesn't deserve, but I really do think that Drake stepping in front of the thing that's what a bunch of artists are gonna try to do. And back to this pop funk style of rap, I think that as we 
as we as in the world and in society, as we become more digital, there will be a trendy pushback for nostalgia. Things always, especially in music, they always are they're just a revolving door. We've got so many producers who have are really caught up in this sound of trap and and I think the first producers to step out of the box and say, hey, maybe you should make something more techno or more dance or just something that's not in the hip-hop genre and it's not to just you know reach out to a different art audience but i think it's to push the bounds of creativity because trap like i said trap music kind of went from 2014 on it pretty much was the number one type of rap and then drill kind of took over at the end rap being a revolving door i think that it's just kind of come back around to the point where now people are back outside, people are moving around, people want music that they can move around to. I think that this pop funk style of music will lead to a little bit of more creativity. I think there will, again, be three or four artists that manage to kind of rise to the top a little bit. Um, I don't really think as a society we'll let 10 different rappers dominate. I think it people like to choose about three or four, then everybody else is kind of just smushed under that. And like I said, the main thing about this decade going on is going to be the consistency and the impact that a lot of these artists do or don't have. I think there's obviously a lot of situations where you've seen where some artists think that they're bigger than they really are. And I just think that there's the overall just the body of work and impact that these artists now have. They have to, they almost have to channel it more than just music. It has to be a social media impact. It has to be a humanitarian impact. It can't just come from the music. And I think last decade, we allowed artists to, you know, make an impact through music, but then it slowly started to turn into your moral high ground and what you stand for. And all that is great. But then people will turn around and say, oh, why are we looking at this rapper to have certain morals? Or, oh, why are we looking for the rapper to have, you know, the moral compass and damned if you do, damned if you don't. I think that this new generation of artists, they are going to have to come up with different ideas to not only gain popularity and to sell the original product, which is the music, but to just gain an overall fan base for people to like you, there's going to be, they're just going to have to do more than just put out the music. And that does suck because your music's probably not even already selling if you have to do all this extra stuff to put out music and for it to sell. Because an artist like Adele, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, Bad Bunny, they don't have to do anything but just put out music and it's going to sell. They don't have to sell their personality. They don't have to, but they could sit in their homes all day, record music, put it out, and will be super successful and super rich from it. But most of the artists that come around now with, I always keep going back to this microwave society, there's just going to be a point where these artists have to do more than just simply record music that honestly hasn't been that up to par since the pandemic anyway. I think a lot of people are trying to get back money that was lost, not just rappers, but a whole bunch of artists everywhere. I think people are putting out a bunch of music, selling their catalogs, doing a whole bunch of little things to make money back uh, from money that they lost when they couldn't tour and they couldn't sell merch and they couldn't do anything. And them alone wasn't making a big enough impact to generate revenue elsewhere. Okay, so a music debate that I saw on Twitter the other day, which was very interesting, um, who has a bigger music legacy, DJ Khaled or Metro Boomin? And right away, I wanted to say, oh my God, DJ Khaled. What I think some people do, especially in music, people that are older than me and even me my age, we tend to think of time in a 
I want to say it's shorter or a lesser of a period of time than it really happened because Metro Boomin probably started jumping off. But I would say Metro Boomin's first real mainstream project was What a Time to Be Alive with Drake and Future. That pretty much took Metro's price from whatever it was and skyrocketed. Metro's been around for a long time, and I think his impact is a little bit heavier than some might realize. Now, I'm still going to go with DJ Khaled because of what he did in the early 2000s. Now, you could say that he never produced a song and he never did anything. He just yelled on the beat. And you can say all that. And while part of that might be true, you're mostly false because the curation of this music and to get these producers together and then to get these artists together and then putting it into albums and then making it sound cohesive and then having a plan and doing all this and doing that for years on years on years, Whatever you want to say about DJ Khaled, what he's become now, back then, before all of his digital stuff, he was the one who had the crazy music videos. He had all the artists in the videos. He just doing a bunch of crazy stuff that people weren't doing before, and he carved out his own lane for it. Metro Boomin is probably the most, he is the most popular producer now. I think heading into this decade, he still probably will be for a very long time and um, pretty much are essential. But I just thought that was an interesting debate. It was a lot of people that were older on Twitter that saying DJ Khaled, a bunch of younger people that were like Metro Boomin' Clears or whatever. I won't hate on either side that you pick. But like I said, I think DJ Khaled definitely takes the cake on this one. Um, not by a landslide, but I think his impact has just been greater now. Not saying in five or ten years that Metro can't surpass him, but... I'm going to go with that now. Okay, so I didn't really want to make this a super long podcast. I'm going to try to come out with something later this week, uh, maybe a preview on the next round of the playoffs. Maybe get a different guest in here. Maybe Brian and I will go back and review some of the picks that we had. But like I said earlier, shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to everybody who has subscribed on YouTube, subscribed and followed us on Spotify. Make sure you do that now and turn on the notifications so you can be alerted whenever we do drop. A lot of changes coming soon. Uh, I got a whole bunch of production stuff that I still need to purchase and set up. Um, I got a camera. I'm going to hopefully introduce some new angles to this podcast. Hopefully take this podcast mobile. If anybody out there has a decent setup or a decent backdrop or maybe some equipment of their own that they want to collab on and do a show with, I'm all for it. Hit me up in my uh, personal DMs or the show DMs. It doesn't matter. 